Mark Wahlberg is el número uno en Chevy en todo Columbus. Con dos ubicaciones, nuestra tienda principal en Broad Street y la más reciente en Worthington. Puede elegir entre miles de autos nuevos y de uso, todos a precios mínimos. Si busca un carro, camioneta o SUV, compre el Chevy que desea el precio que le guste. Con nuestro personal que habla español, aquí en la Chevrolet de Mark Wahlberg. Busque la mejor oferta en markwalbergchevy.com. There's something scary hiding in the back of your closet. Your bathing suits and summer clothes that you're pretty sure don't fit anymore. What if there was a way to get into summer shape in one visit? Here's Dr. Brian Strand for Sonobello to explain. It really is quite remarkable. Sonobello doctors use a technology called microlaser fat removal, and the results are amazing. We customize your procedure to accomplish your goals. Just share with us the problem areas where you'd like the fat in inches removed. And in one visit, they're gone, permanently. I can't tell you how often I hear clients say how many years they've been trying to diet and exercise those inches away. And we did it in one comfortable visit. It's time to get your summer on. Visit any of our Sonobella locations across the U.S. And right now, you can save $250. Visit sonobello.com slash save. sonobello.com slash save. That's sonobello.com slash save. All hit radio. Welcome to the X-Zone. A place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. There's something stuck up in the chimney and I don't know what it is, but I spend there all night long. Well, I waited up for Santa all Christmas night, but he never came and it don't seem right that there's something in the chimney and it Make a sound, but I wish you a Merry Christmas. There's something stuck up in the chimney, and I don't know what it is, but it's been there all week long. Well, the dog keeps barking up the chimney flue, and we don't know what we're gonna do, cause there's something in And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, and now in 20 Asian countries on Aglia 2. Our toll-free number is one 877 That's toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Our email address is exxon at xzone-radio.com on MSN Messenger talkstarradio at hotmail.com and our two websites www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com My guest this hour is Bruce McBurney He is a repairman, researcher, author, publisher, environmental crusader in suppressed fuel saving and now also working in suppressed health technology Now Bruce has been on a mission and still is on a mission to find intelligent life with money, guts, and integrity that does actually care about life on this planet. Uh, smart enough to figure it out, stupid enough to think that he can make a difference, and crazy enough to keep trying. And um, 
Bruce McBurney, welcome back to the X-Zone. Long time no talk here, Bruce, but I did have the pleasure of seeing you again in Brantford, uh, what, about a month ago? Hi, Rob. How are you doing? I'm doing great, Bruce. And, you know, ever since I've known you, which has got to be now, let's see, 97, nearly 10 years, you have been out there telling people that that um, technology is being suppressed. The big boys don't want you to know that you can increase your mileage and and you yourself have been out there showing people that they can and it, it must be very frustrating for you bruce uh yeah but it's frustrating but it's also very rewarding in, in other ways how's that well uh um i've learned so many things uh in, in my own health is far far better uh, they say what would you rather have wealth or your health mm -hmm. well i certainly have my health and uh, i just uh, just got a, a, I don't know, a certain peace of mind with all this, knowing that I'm on the right track and standing up and doing the right thing. Bruce, do you find that more and more people are actually starting to get the idea that technology is really being suppressed and that it's not a conspiracy theory, that it's fact? Yeah, yeah, it, it's starting to open up a lot more. And, and uh, people will experience, you know, one technology on something and then, you hit them with another technology, and they'll say, oh, yeah, I believe that because, you know, uh, I knew about this other technology. Wow. Now, so now it, it, it certainly has helped to open their minds. How I, about... I, I got a little funny. I say, a mind is like a canning jar. Uh, the greater the vacuum, the harder it is to open. But just like a canning jar, once you open... It's usually easily to reopen it. That is so true. That is so true. Um, how about global warming, Bruce? Uh, there, there are there are two divided camps here. Those who say global warming is real. Those who say that it's all hype. What is your opinion on global warming? Well, I, I think it's real, but they're using it as hype to to strengthen the one world and uh, the corporate agenda. Now, that's, a, that's an interesting concept. Well, if uh, like I'm 53 years old, and I remember the snow, and I remember the right. weather, and different things. We certainly have, and you know, and I talk to people all over the world, it doesn't matter where they are in Australia, they all come back with, yeah, we're getting hotter, we're going through things we never went through before. Australia's really been getting it this year. Yeah. And well, people in, in Europe and in, in, in South Africa and in India, you know, I, with, with having my website on for so long, I've <laughs> got contacts all around the world, and they all come back and pretty much say the same thing. You know, and it may not be just heat, but, you know, there's more floods, there's more tornadoes, there's more wild weather. It's just uh, something is definitely going on on the planet. But the people that are supposedly there to try and uh, change it or, 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 or bring it to your attention mm -hmm. don't seem to care. It's like I, I've got a, you know people that are doing the 100 mile per gallon and been working on this technology. Uh, I say they've got more uh, time and money than I do, so they've got something up and running a little more consistent. Bruce, stand by. You and I have to take a commercial break. Bruce McBurney is our special guest. www.himacresearch.com. H-I-M-A-C research.com. As well as fuelvapors.com and byronwine.com. 
I'll be back with Bruce on the other side. Don't go away. Wait, hey, wait, wait. Y'all forgot to sing my favorite Christmas carol. The 12 Days of Christmas. No, not that one. A one, a two, a one, two, three, no. four. I'm the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. A fire-breathing dragon just for me. Yeah. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. Two wee rats, heavenly creatures. And a fire-breathing dragon just for me. On the third day of Welcome back. Uh, Bruce McBurney is our special guest, www.himacresearch.com. Bruce, you were saying that uh, people that you know are actually getting 100 miles to the gallon. And how come most of the major auto, manuf- uh, auto manufacturers are, you know, giving, uh, what is it, uh, 28, 29 miles to the gallon? How do these people get 70 miles to the gallon more? Well, it's basically they're re-refining the fuel right on board the vehicle. Um, I can hardly hear you on the phone. It's hard. I don't know if you can can't increase my volume or what, but. Um, they are re-refining the fuel, breaking it down, and changing it into natural gas and methanol right on board the vehicle. They used to call them vapor carburetors, mm-hmm. but they were doing more than just vaporizing, and it's a catalytic reforming, changing the gasoline into this natural gas methanol, and every time these guys would do it, they would get five times the gas mileage. That uh, one website, fuelvapors.com, uh, I have this CD, and I promote it. It's another fellow who's working to bring out the truth on this technology. He's down in California. Um, Dave is his name. I'm trying to think of his last name. But his CD-ROM and the Internet, you can go and view 930 different patented fuel-saving systems. And that's at www.fuelvapors.com. Now, Bruce, how can they keep this technology suppressed? Well, how could they keep the fact that 9-11 was an inside job suppressed? Yeah, good point. Okay, good point. How, uh, how the fact, uh, here's this other stuff I have, colloidal silver. Mm-hmm. It'll kill 650 diseases and bacteria. We've actually had cats and dogs and people go, that had cancer go into remission using this stuff. But my own doctor, now get this, colloidal silver's been around for thousands of years. Because of that, the drug companies can't put a patent on it and control it. My own doctor had never heard of it. My pharmacist at the local drugstore here never heard of it. Unreal. They're trained by the drug companies. The mechanics are trained by the car. You're asking, why wouldn't General Motors and and Chrysler and Ford jump right onto this? Yeah. One one reason, it makes an engine run so clean, you'd go a million miles and never even change a spark plug. It's bad for business in plain English. Plain English, they're going to lose money. They don't care about losing life. They don't care about losing the planet. Bottom line, technology. Bruce, have you ever been threatened or warned to back off? Um, 
Well, I, I, I've been told that it doesn't matter what I do, I'm never going to succeed, but that doesn't, you know. But I did have a very interesting phone call there a while back. Um, I'll just relate. The, this guy, about four years ago, he called me up and he says, uh, are you Bruce McBurney? Did you put this all on the Internet? And I go, yeah. He says, well, I just want to tell you, what you did saved your life. And I'm a joker. I have to laugh at all this stuff or else I'm going to be crying and get nothing done. So I came <laughs> back and I said, yeah, sure, big deal. Well, he came back and he says, oh, I'm not joking. I used to work for the CIA suppressing guys like you. And I picked up on the used to, and I came back, and all I said was used to, because he's not doing it now, he's no threat to me. <laughs> and he says, yeah, he says, I used to do it. I, I got to the point I couldn't even live with myself. And then he says, now, if you're in the CIA and you get a conscience, they put you in a hospital and they feed you enough drugs till your conscience goes away. He says, I knew what they wanted me to do. I'd palm the drugs, and I played the part of a vegetable, and I walked on. Unreal. Oh, yeah, and then he told me, he says, what we used to do is when somebody would file a patent on this technology, we would go and we would pose as patent examiners and say, you know, we're just here to qualify. You would want to go through and do all your patent and then uh, end up losing it for some, you know, mis you know uh, uh, mistake in your application. So they go down and they ask all these dumb questions, and then they ask the important questions as, who did you tell and when? And they say, for prior art, if you told somebody about this invention, and, uh, you know, you could lose your patent because of prior art laws. So the inventor, you know, would divulge everybody that he told. You know, my friend, my neighbor, my lawyer, my brother, you know, and the, he put all these lists of the people he told about the invention. Once the CIA people, or the people posing as the patent examiners, qualified that everybody was on the list, they came out and told the guy... Well, we're not from the patent office. We're from the CIA, and as a matter of national security, we're going to issue you a gag order. And furthermore, we're going to make it binding to everyone that you put on this list. We're going to go pay them a visit and give them that same gag order. Furthermore, he said, we're going to place you under 24-hour surveillance. If you breathe a word of this to anybody, we'll pick you up, stick you in jail faster than your head can spin, and it'll be years before you see the inside of a courtroom. Now, the old CIA agent said, now at this point, if we thoroughly scared the crap out of them, mm -hmm. we didn't even put them under surveillance. We just left them thinking they were under surveillance. That's all we needed. And he said, besides, with all the inventions, we never had the manpower to keep everybody under surveillance. There's less than 5% of the people that are think they're under surveillance actually are. The well, other ones are just intimidated because they think they are. But why would the CIA be involved in domestic affairs? Don't ask me. I don't know. Wow. <laughs> you know, I mean, um, they, they're involved in all kinds of different things as far as that. Like, I, I know what their whole mandate and different things are. I just know that this is what the man called me up, told me these different things. He was telling me to encourage me. Uh, to keep sharing the information sure. because I put all my information on the internet he says if everybody knows what you're doing they can't shoot you because it draws attention to it if you die mysteriously everybody starts looking at what you're doing exactly yeah and I've encouraged other people other inventors um, I, did, I probably didn't know this a few years back I published a CD-ROM 
for an inventor in Australia. He'd been working on this, and his father worked on it for many years, and they had the car running. They were getting triple the gas mileage, but they got their Australian patent, and they were trying to get financing, and they hit the brick road, a ball of suppression. Mm -hmm. And this inventor called me up, and he said, what should I do? And I said, publish your information to save your life. <laughs> and I explained to him that if everybody knows, there's nothing to gain by shooting you. So what we did is we took all his research. He had 500 pages of research and 140 AutoCAD drawings. And it's all on this CD-ROM. And um, it's just an amazing collection of pictures and stuff. And you know how we had the Pogue carburetor here in Canada back in the 1930s? Yes. There's a, a, a newspaper article from Australia in 1927. Mr. E.A. Fagan went 85 and 92 miles per gallon in a 1926 Chrysler with two different reporters. So it's been suppressed worldwide right back into the 20s. Bruce, is this technology hard for the for the average consumer to uh, to install? Since I, I'm, I'm, I would imagine that you and other inventors have this technology in kit form. Uh, no, it's not in kit form. It's not. Uh, it's not just hard for the average um, um, person. It's very difficult for even a good mechanic to do. And, uh, you know, I explain it this way. You know, like uh, guys can come and maybe fix a refrigerator. Right. But to build a refrigerator is different. They can, you know, change a part and put, oh, your compressor's bad, and we'll put a new compressor. Mm -hmm. But if they had to go back to the shop and try and actually build a compressor, they'd be lost. You know, and most sure. of the mechanics and stuff are just parts changers. They don't really understand, and they're not capable of actually going through and building things. And, you know, if you've ever rebuilt just a regular carburetor, the, you know, how complex that is, it's, you know, now with a super carburetor, it's far more complex. Not saying it can't be done, mm -hmm. but, you know, it's like I say if they shot the guy who invented a refrigerator, and I explained to you how to build a refrigerator because we were all using ice boxes, you could spend $30,000 on building a refrigerator that would break down in three months. Are because, you know, it's on the market. You can go buy a mass-produced refrigerator for $500. Sure. It'll last you 10 years. But are there kits available? Well, there are different kits available for different aspects, but not a real super carburetor kit at this time. And, and why is that? If if people like yourself and, and other inventors know how it's done, why isn't the product available? It's too complicated. Ah. It is just... It, you, what you're doing is building an onboard oil refinery. Now, like I say, uh, I was saying there was a guy down in Florida. He's done it. He's up and running. But, uh, you know, and that's what I was saying before the break. He went to uh, Senator Al, Al Gore and had all his people go to him with all his information on 100 miles per gallon, and, and Gore completely ignored it. And I understand that one thing with Al Gore is one of the reasons he was promoting the global warming is him and uh, Maurice, the, the, some other environmentalist, um, they started the company that would issue the green credits. So if the green credits go through, Al Gore is going to be richer than Bill Gates. Aha. Aha. The story behind the story. The story. And meanwhile, 
if any of this technology comes out that proves they don't need green credits, he won't make any money because we could just go ahead and do it. And, you know, people say, oh, well, we know we got the answer. We don't need to all go through all this green credit crap. So he wouldn't make any money. So you go to all these other, and like, I'm not the only inventor. There's literally hundreds of us out there now because, you know, everything's happening. There's, I get people all the time, you know, oh, I've been working on this. I did this. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, it's just amazing the people that are out there. And they do get it working on their own car, and they do put it on a few of their friends. But some of the guys that put it on a few cars, the next thing you know, they come in, they get threatened. They threaten the family. They threaten, you know, just boom. And, and you know, the inventors say, no, I'm not, you know, I'm not going to get sure. killed over this stuff. All right, Bruce, stand by, buddy. You and I have to take our news break at the bottom of the hour. Bruce McBurney's our special guest. Suppressed technology is what we're talking about this hour. www.himacresearch.com. Don't go away. We'll be back after this break. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. My name is Michael Telstar. This is Psychic Dorothy. Hello, my name is Holly Reeve. This is Ken Elliott. Hi, this is Patrick Cross. This is Les Corey. This is John Hogue. Hi, this is Eric Rawls. Hi, this is Blade Runner. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin. I'm Clyde Lewis. My name is Lady Ashley. Hey, you! This is Rick Emerson, and you're listening to The X Zone with Rob McConnell. And happy Welcome back to the Exxon. Bruce McBurney is our special guest. We're talking about suppressed technology. And uh, if you'd like to find out more about Bruce and the work that he does and HiMac Research, www.himacresearch.com. That's www.himacresearch.com. Bruce, what would this world be like if uh, these many suppressed technologies were developed? Uh, utopia. I, you know, it's weird. Like, I, I put my book on the Internet 10 years ago, mm -hmm. you know. It's a little over 10 years now. And as well as that, I've been selling it money-back guarantee. I've sold over 2,100 copies. I've only had two people ask for their money back. That says something right there. Uh, but since that time of putting it on the Internet, like the Bible says, as you sow, you reap. You yes. put good stuff on. I've received uh, so many different technologies and cancer cures and different things that have been suppressed otherwise. If we implemented half 
of this technology on our planet, we would not have any global warming, any pollution problems whatsoever, as well as people could work 24 hours a week and have 10 weeks a year holiday. No unemployment, no problems, and never have a problem as far as overcrowding on the planet. You could have a thousand times the population pretty much on this planet and still not have the problems that they're coming up with now if we implemented this technology. Bruce, do you think it's too late for this planet? No, sir, I don't. Because I know the answers. I know it's not too late. If I can't find help, mm -hmm. I don't know. I just don't know what's going to happen. But I, I believe that people are waking up. People are starting to come to the thing where, you know, they're, they're really conscious of their environment. And, and uh, I believe the truth has got to get out soon. You, you mentioned suppressed health technologies, and we spoke very briefly about colloidal silver. Um, what other suppressed technologies are there out there, Bruce, when it comes to the health, uh, the health uh, situation? Well, basically the whole field of electromedicine. Um, you know, I'm sure you've heard of Rife, Raymond Doyle Rife. Yes. All right. Since his time uh, with working with electromedicine, uh, Hilda Clark and mm -hmm. uh, George Lukoski, um, you know, all these different forms of electromedicine have all been suppressed. The uh, drug companies can't put it into a pill, so um, they hassle the inventor. They through, you know, run them through court, and, uh, well, Rice assistant got killed, and they, they, the place that was producing the Rice machine, they basically put them on a business from legal fees. They, you know, constantly were, you know, you couldn't run a business if you're in court all the time having to defend everything and pay for all the lawyers, That's right. and, and the business went bankrupt. And, you know, there's quite a few people now that are, are you know, re-researching the Rife technology and they're building the machines. And, you know, I've got friends that, that are doing this technology and, and it's amazing the results that we're getting, just amazing the things, the feedback. It must be very frustrating for inventors like yourself, uh, Bruce, when it comes to getting the funding necessary to work on the projects that you've invented. It's not, it's not frustrating. It's pretty much impossible when you're in these technologies because if you do happen to run into somebody who has a bit of money mm -hmm. they investigate it and you know somebody will say well if you do that you know the oil companies will come after you and they get so you can't get people to invest and then they won't allow you to get a patent on anything that you know so people say well i'm not going to invest because like if you don't have a patent it's like you don't have a deed for the land right so why would somebody give you a, a, a you know a, a money to, to develop them? You have no protection that you are going to give them anything back. Speaking about oil companies, um, how come you're not afraid of oil companies? Well, uh, I guess you could say I am. I'm just more afraid of what else is happening. You know, and I believe, you know, I, I uh, my Christian faith mm -hmm. has kept me strong, and I, I you know I've had people you know, basically threaten me and say, well, you're just going to get killed. And I'll say, well, I'll wake up in heaven and say, well, Lord, what do you want me to do next? And, and they can't <laughs> handle that logic because they don't have that faith and that, 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 that um, knowledge that there is a God and a creator that's watching over us and kind of watching everything that we do and, you know, helping us grow and learn. And, like, I, I know 
that I'm protected by my faith in so many ways. It's you know I can relate to you different things that I've had happen, and just because of my faith, they couldn't do a thing to me. They couldn't come back and and threaten me. They couldn't uh, you know it's like Paul the Apostle. You can't scare somebody with heaven once I've been to heaven. Mm-hmm. You know it's like oh Paul the Apostle. Oh I got to go stoned. I'll go back. It don't matter. They want to kill me. I'm going to get to heaven sooner. You know. And it's that, that kind of that, just that mindset. You know, like, I don't know God's there. I don't know, you know, but it's that belief, that faith factor. And, and you know, it's, it's interesting that faith factor is in all inventors, whether they're agnostic, atheist, or whatever. Anybody that is inventing something has a certain level of faith, and it's, it's amazing that I found, because like I put an article at my website, Christianity and Carburetors, mm-hmm. and a lot of the Christians that read that, they'll really connect and, and their faith aspect, and then we'll end up you know, getting together and talking and learning and growing and getting all these different people turned on because they understand the aspect. One eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Bruce McBurney is our very special guest. We're talking about suppressed technology. And if you'd like to find out more about Bruce or his publications uh, that he has available at his website, it is www.himacresearch.com. That's www.himacresearch.com. Also, you can visit uh, two other sites, www.fuelvapors.com and www.byronwine.com. Dot com. Now, Bruce, uh, at the very beginning, we started to talk about suppression, and I asked you, how could they suppress this information? And you said, well, how could they get away with 9-11? What is your theory on 9-11? Well, um, not much of a theory. <laughs> it's basically the, uh, the facts. There's no way in heck that Osama bin Laden could have made the jet stand down. Uh, that was Dick Cheney mm-hmm. went in and made the jets do all this other uh, everything else that they weren't there to intercept those planes. I mean, that has never happened before. You know, I don't remember back when Stuart Payne, the golfer, he had a heart attack on a little plane, you know, within seven to ten minutes, you know, that after that plane went on of its flight plan, they scrambled jets, and they were right on top of that. And this has been going on for years. Mm-hmm. And, there's, you know, there's just too many things that unequivocally you can say that just add up doesn't make sense it's like you know you look at the pictures of the pentagon right after it was hit yeah. by whatever they say now they you know if it was hit by an airplane well if this airplane's got big onboard engines on the wing why isn't there any damage where that engine was supposed to hit in the pentagon and how come there were no bodies recovered no bodies the... recovered. Why? Exactly. You know, the, the, the coroner at Pennsylvania said this is not an airplane crash, you know. Ten minutes and, after he was there, he left. Yeah, and, and like, you know, all these things come back. If you look at the plane, when it was flying into the Twin Tower, it did a perfect banking curve. Not a wingtip fluctuation whatsoever. I got friends that fly those things. He says, I couldn't do that shot without computer controlled and a good navigator. And these guys with, you know, three hours or 12 hours of flying little planes are not going to get onto those planes. And, and, you know, like to do a banking curve like that with no wingtip fluctuation, it's a one in a million shot. 
And anybody that really was doing it as a kamikaze would always line it up and bring it in straight. I mean, that's the way it's always been done. Those planes were flown by the, the program called um, uh, Global Hawk. And every one of those planes had the system that if both pilots died on the plane, they could override it and land the plane. They proved that back, um, I guess, in 97 or whatever. They flew an airplane from uh, Aust Australia to San Francisco. No, there wasn't a person on the plane. You know, and it's just, if you get into it and you start searching all the, you know, all the things like, you know, like those I-beams, when they blow them up, they put explosives on in an angle mm -hmm. so it doesn't fuse weld itself back together. Well, you can see the I-beams are all cut on an angle at 45 degree. That's characteristic of cutting the I-beams with the explosives. And, and, and jet fuel melt, uh, will not melt steel. Your jet fuel, fuel, at best, if you're aerating it, it'll burn 1,800 degrees. If you're burning it in a pool, like, you know, like if it's supposedly uh, on the ground and there's right. no, you know, wind blowing or a uh, fan blowing at it with a vaporizer, the hottest it'll get is 1,200 degrees. Well, how can steel melt at 3,000 degrees? <laughs> and then there was all the other things, like because they use these explosives, you know, this is like, you know, this stuff that they, I can't remember the name of the explosive that melts those girders, but it, tr you know, generates like five and 8,000 degrees temperature. Well, that's why the, the uh, Twin Towers, it was smoking and burning for weeks afterwards because of the energy that was put on by the, the you know, the things that were used to bring the girders down on the building. Yeah, and I... I, I, I've seen many of photos where it looks like it was a controlled demolition. Yes, yeah, De definitely they, they had to have explosives in. Yeah. Well, there's been how many buildings like that, steel-clad buildings, burn, and the one down in Rio de Janeiro burned for 16 hours or something, and it didn't go down, no. you know? And it's like, then building number seven, Yeah. all right? There was no, you know, and you know what building number seven was all about, eh? Uh, let me see if I can re remember uh, b b building number seven. Uh, it was across the street from the Twin Towers, and at 3.30 in the afternoon, they said, let's pull it, mm -hmm. which is a demolition explosion. Exactly. Why would they do that? It was across the street. It was the command center. You no, know, you know what it was? What? It housed all the financial records for the FBI and the CIA that had not done their accounting for three years prior. Whoa. Really, that's what was in that building. And why would every financial record for the CIA and the FBI be in that building? Wouldn't there be a copy in Washington? You'd think there'd be computer copies somewhere. you think so. Yeah. But because that building went down, the CIA and the FBI got new trillion-dollar budgets, and all the old accounting was completely forgiven. All right. Who in, uh, you know, why, why do you think 9-11 happened? Oh, well, there's a variety of reasons that are uh, put out there. Um, um, Mr. Um, oh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the guy. CIA versus cop. Uh, cop versus CIA, VCIA. Mike Rupert mm -hmm. is his name. And he said the reason they had to get into Afghanistan was because the nasty old Taliban cut down the heroin production. And the CIA had been using the heroin production to fund the American economy and keep it afloat where, you know, everybody else is basically, they're saying there's no money but, you know, why is, you know, and like everybody in the States has got no money, 
but the stock market still keeps growing and all this stuff for no reason at all other than, you know. But this um, um, Mike Rupert, he basically was an ex-Los Angeles narcotics detective that every time he started busting the heroin rings and getting up so far, he'd get his wrist slapped because he was busting the CIA. Strange times, my friend, strange times. Yeah, and the reason they had to go into Iraq, mm-hmm. the only weapon of mass destruction he had was he was going to sell his oil in euros. And if you think back, before he mentioned about selling his oil in euros, nobody said anything about Iraq. Well, weapons of mass destruction have never been found. No, but the yeah. weapon of mass destruction was the ability to sell his oil in euros. And that would have started to collapse the American economy. You know, Bruce, That's I... That's re- going on with Iran now, too. Because they're talking about selling their oil in euros. Stand by, Bruce. You and I have to take our final break for this uh, for this hour. Bruce McBurney, um, one of the most energetic researchers, inventors, publishers, environmental crusaders that I know. He is a Canadian. He lives in Niagara Falls, Ontario, Canada. And his website is www.himacresearch.com. That's www.himacresearch.com. Here's a gentleman who wants to make a difference in the world, needs research and development money to make it a better place to live, And like he said, it's impossible. If you know of someone who would like to invest in his products, his projects, his research and development, have them contact Bruce through his website at www.himacresearch.com. Bruce McBurney and I will be back after this break as the Exxon continues from our studios in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Welcome back to the Exxon. Bruce McBurney is our special guest. His website is www.himacresearch.com. That's www.himacresearch.com. First of all, Bruce, uh, great having you back on the show. And to you and your family, the very best of the Christmas season and nothing but health, happiness, and joy for you in the year 2008. Thank you very much. All the best to you and yours, too. Uh, also, too, sometimes people can't get through to my website, or uh, but I have two different email addresses if they just want to send an email, just bruce at com, or if they're on uh, Hotmail or different things, sometimes it won't come through, so they go to, if they mail one to hymac at cogico.ca, I will pretty much always get those. 
Bruce, I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight, and I look forward to having you back on in the future because suppressed technology, whether it's fuel, whether it is uh, health, the public has to know. Yeah. I, I have a little saying. I say it's time to end suppression before suppression ends us. I love it. Bruce McBurney, take care of yourself. Talk to you in the very near future. Thanks a lot, Rob. Good night, sir. Bye-bye. Bruce McBurney, once again, www.himacresearch.com. Or you can email Bruce at bruce at himacresearch.com. Now, um, I'm a Canadian. I'm a proud Canadian. But you know what? There have been times where this land of beautiful mountains, clear lakes, has some really weird news. For example, in January 2007, Canadian inventor Troy Herchebees announced that he'd spent $15,000 developing a high-tech suit of armor for the Canadian soldiers fighting in Iraq. Herchebees took up the cause after spending four years designing an indestructible suit for fighting grizzly bears. By the way, it didn't work. He calls the military suit the first ballistic, first exoskeleton bodysuit of armor and claims that it can withstand rifle fire. But uh, just in case, it carries an emergency syringe full of morphine. <clears throat> and how about this one? Polka don't. In July 2005, 644 people gathered in Kimberley, British Columbia and set a world record when they simultaneously played accordions for half an hour. Now, if that isn't scary enough, just a month later, at a folk music festival in St. John's, Newfoundland, the record was broken by 989 accordion players. And finally, while serving a prison sentence in Winnipeg, James Skinner asked the warden's office for a copy of the Funken Wagnalls Canadian College Dictionary to keep in his cell. The officials turned him down, saying that the book was so large, it could be used as a weapon. I, you know, it's good to be a Canadian. Yep, eh, don't you know. When we come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, Ellen from Premier Psychics is going to be joining me, and she'll be doing psychic readings for one and all who give us a call at 1-877-528-528. 8255. That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at 1 877 528 8255. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon on the Talk Star Radio Network. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. 